daily Los Angeles Angels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in with your host, Brent McGuire. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Make sure to download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms, Locker Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. So we have a lot to get into in this episode, a couple different things I really want to touch on. First and foremost, we got some news about the Mickey Calloway situation and his suspension or his placement on the ineligible list by Major League Baseball and his subsequent firing by the Angels. So we're going to spend the first part talking about that. We're going to talk about the Angels' third straight win that almost wasn't a third straight win after the bullpen came in and nearly blew a six-run lead. And then we're going to preview the upcoming series against the Oakland A's and the tough schedule ahead as they go up to Oakland to face the A's and then the San Francisco Giants shortly after that. But before we get into the episode, as usual, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at BMAGS94. You can find my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you have not done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Thursday. Hope you're doing well. We're going to get into a lot of different things today. Uh, We'll probably get progressively more comfortable as the episode goes along, but we do need to talk about the Mickey Calloway news because that dropped right before first pitch for the Angels game on Wednesday, and this is pretty significant news. So I do want to touch on it, give just some of the hard factual evidence about what was brought forward, and then uh, give some thoughts on the entire process as a whole. So why don't we get into this? If you've been listening to this podcast, if you followed the Angels, you're probably well aware by now that Mickey Calloway has not been with the team for quite some time. In February, there was a gigantic report, well-substantiated report from The Athletic that was backed up by numerous sources that accused Mickey Calloway of inappropriate conduct, sexual harassment stuff within the workplace towards a lot of different women in a lot of different cities with a lot of different organizations. And it's been a little awkward because he's been investigated by Major League Baseball for the last three months or so. So the Angels essentially put him on leave for a little bit, a little while, and we're waiting to see what Major League Baseball said. So unsurprisingly, the results came out on Wednesday. Major League Baseball placed Mickey Callaway on the ineligible list through at least the 2022 season, Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, just announced. Uh, MLB had investigated sexual harassment allegations against Mickey Calloway. This is from Anthony Castrovance of Major League Baseball. And then unsurprisingly, very shortly after that, the Angels announced the firing of Mickey Calloway, saying, effective immediately, we are ending Mickey Calloway's employment with the Angels. We appreciate Major League Baseball's diligent investigation and support their decision. So on the surface, this looks like probably what we expected. I mean, based on how this whole thing has gone along, it was very clear that Major League Baseball was still doing their investigation, and it was very clear that the Angels were not going to do anything until it was over. So 
he's gone. He's out of baseball, at least for the next couple of years. And that in itself is a very nice step forward. But I feel like that is the absolute bare minimum. And that feels like it's the same thing for both parties here. So why don't we first talk about Major League Baseball and some of the issues that I have with it? I think first and foremost, if it took them this long to conduct an investigation only to keep Mickey Calloway out of baseball for a couple of years, that feels kind of like a stretch. I'm all for second chances under particular circumstances. I'm not sure that I'm okay with the idea of Mickey Calloway holding a job again in a couple of years. The fact that all of these allegations were true, they're substantiated, and now that Major League Baseball has basically confirmed as much as well as the Angels, it's very obvious that these allegations were, in fact, realities. And the idea of Mickey Calloway being a member of Major League Baseball, again, it's not a very uh, comfortable thought, especially for the many women who are working in Major League Baseball. So from that perspective alone, I from Major League Baseball's perspective, I'm not quite sure I agree with it. It's not a great look that it took this long to conduct an investigation only to suspend him for a couple of years. So from MLB's perspective, I think it's the wrong move. And you're not surprised hearing me say this. I've talked about it before in this podcast. I think the Angels are in the wrong here as well. I'm well aware of why they waited until this investigation was over. There is a financial and legal benefit to doing so. My understanding is if the Angels had fired him right away, they might have risked being sued by Mickey Calloway for uh, wrongful termination. There kind of there could have been some legal battles, money battles, all of that kind of stuff. And given the fact that the Angels are currently mixed up in the allegations or the, the law, lawsuit regarding Tyler Skaggs and his death and the Bubba Harkins uh, clubhouse manager issues, I can see why they maybe didn't want to go down that route again. But if we're asking what's the more important thing to do here, I think the Angels should have taken the stronger ethical stand on this and really a PR stand. It would have looked a lot better for the Angels had they just fired him right away and dealt with the repercussions maybe from a legal standpoint later on. And yes, I know I'm an outsider saying this. The Angels obviously approached this the way that they did, but They've been very quiet about this entire thing. They still have not said much about the entire matter. And it just feels like they hired this guy. These allegations came out. He stayed employed with the Angels for months and then he got fired and that was it. It's a little unfortunate that we didn't see a stronger stand, not just from Major League Baseball, but specifically from the Angels to really come out and say, look, we do not condone this behavior. And these reports came out and we're going to, we're going to speak up on this matter because it's important. So just from that standpoint alone, I'm definitely disappointed at the end of the day. It's great that we're not going to have to worry about this guy for a couple of years, but it sucks that he's going to be getting a second chance potentially in major league baseball. And quite frankly, a lot of these problems are still there in the first place. It's not like Mickey Calloway is the first and only person to uh, partake in some of these just awful activities and harassment towards women. So to me, there's nothing that's really going to prevent other people from potentially doing the same thing based on these circumstances. I mean, it was very well established that Mickey Calloway 
partook in these really bad activities and comes out of it with a chance to return to Major League Baseball in a couple years. So it sucks. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it's nice that we don't have to talk about this anymore, at least the Mickey Calloway situation, but these problems are certainly not going away. So this situation, this particular one is over, but Major League Baseball as a whole has a long way to go. And it's just a little disappointing that this process took as long as it did. And this was the end result. So there's not really an easy way to transition out of this discussion, but I do want to talk about some of the actual stuff on the baseball field. So I want to talk about the Angels 9-8 to win on Wednesday. Now, if you just looked at the score of the game and saw the fact that the Angels have won three games in a row, you'd be ecstatic. We have had some very interesting conversations this week just about the Angels and where they stand. So the idea that they won three games in a row for the second time this season, that's definitely great. But this game almost ended up uh, ending in disastrous fashion. The Angels were up 9-1 to one in this game. Griffin Canning allowed two more runs in the sixth inning. And then the Angels' bullpen came in and nearly imploded and allowed the Rangers to come back in this game. Scored five runs in the eighth inning. It was one of those cases where it looked like things were going to unravel. Fortunately, the Angels did hold on to the win. At the end of the day, the Angels won. They won three games in a row. It's great. It was very, very close to a not-so-great outcome for the Angels. So I do want to talk about some like specific aspects of this game. Again, I, we can start with the bullpen because that's the very obvious one to talk about. They've had one of the worst bullpens in the majors this year, and, and especially in the month of May. Pulled up the stats, uh, some updated stats for the bullpen from the month of May. They've got the third worst bullpen ERA at 5.72 in 100 innings. They've allowed the most home runs with 25. They've walked 55 batters. Again, that's the most of any bullpen in baseball this month. It has been a really bad month, and you're trying to find some silver linings. Rysel Iglesias looked awesome in Wednesday's game, and for the most part, he's pitched pretty well this year. Besides him, it has been a real struggle, especially without Chris Rodriguez, who I feel like we have talked about a lot on this podcast. So the bullpen did not do a great job once again. It remains a very big problem for this team, and they're going to have to figure out some sort of way to piece this thing together. Griffin Canning gave the Angels a quality start, six innings, three runs, seven strikeouts, and two walks. Looking a little bit deeper, he's probably a little bit fortunate that he didn't allow more runs in this game. He allowed 12 hard-hit baseballs in that game. That means a baseball hit above 95 miles per hour. That is a lot for any pitcher in any game, especially considering it was a quality start. Now, I'm not going to complain. The Angels have been maybe on the receiving end of some bad luck in a lot of different ways this year. So seeing some regression in a positive way is most definitely a good thing for the Angels. So the pitching, kind of mixed results in this game. Uh, offensively, another strong performance somehow with Justin Upton leading off for this team. It I'm not going to say that's the reason why they're playing better right now, but Justin Upton homered in back-to-back -back games as the leadoff hitter. That's definitely not something I was expecting to be saying this year. Shohei Otani had two walks and a hit. Anthony Rendon had an RBI double. 
Jared Walsh had uh, a hit and a walk. Juan Lagares, two hits. He's played pretty darn well this year, especially considering the fact that he is replacing Mike Trout. Those are big shoes to fill. He's done a pretty good job. I believe his uh, weighted runs created plus is 115, something like that. So that means he's been 15% better than the league average hitter this year. And Taylor Ward has been swinging a really good bat. Hit a double, hit a single, hit a home run. Yes, he was a triple short of the cycle. He's basically been a league average hitter this year. So some solid contributions from the lineup, giving them really three straight strong games. They got nine runs in Wednesday's game, 11 in Tuesday's game, and they scored six runs in Sunday's game. So the offense is doing a pretty good job right now hanging in there. So definitely a good thing to see. So we're going to take our first break of the episode. When we get back, we're going to talk about the upcoming series against the Oakland A's and this road trip as a whole. But first, let me tell you about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Again, that's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. So make sure to go to RockAuto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or your truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. So let's take a look at the upcoming series against the Oakland A's. They've got four games against the A's, and then immediately we'll play the San Francisco Giants for two games. So suffice to say, this is a tough road trip. These are two very good baseball teams playing some really good baseball this season. So let's first focus on the A's series, and then kind of the six-game road trip as a whole. So Thursday's matchup is Shohei Otani against Chris Bassett. This is probably the best pitching matchup of the series. Shohei Otani, his velocity was down in a major way last outing. The Angels and Otani came out and said immediately after the game he was tired. He just didn't feel like he had his stuff that game. Still a velocity drop of five miles per hour on basically every single pitch is significant. So I'm very curious to see if a little extra time off might have helped him a little bit. He is going about a week between starts. So this will be a big one for him. It's going to be important to see that velocity bounce back to where he was before. And Chris Bassett has been a solid pitcher for a couple of years now. So definitely a tough matchup for the Angels. Friday's matchup is Alex Cobb against Sean Manaya, Saturday, Jose Quintana against Frankie Montas, and Sunday, Dylan Bundy 
against Cole Irvin. So this series is, it's another big one for the Angels. They are playing an AL West rival. The A's are well ahead in the standings right now at 29 and 22. But the Angels, again, they can only go up from here. And the best way to get themselves back into the race is playing well against some of their divisional opponents. As I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, the Angels just won three games in a row for the first time this year. It would be kind of nice to see them win maybe four in a row, maybe take three or four in a series against a divisional rival. That would be a big deal for the Angels. Look, they're they're in a weird spot right now because, yes, they've won three in a row. They're still five games under 500. There isn't, you don't have Mike Trout, the bullpen, is a gigantic mess. There are so many different moving pieces right now with the injuries to Mike Trout, the injury to Dexter Fowler earlier this year, no Max Stassi at the moment, no Jose Iglesias in Wednesday's game. So, so many different moving parts, and it can be, it's difficult. This is going to be another tough stretch for the Angels, especially considering who they're playing. If things unravel even further, I mean, this is not the opportune time for them to play bad baseball because they're playing against some better teams. So I think this is a long way of saying this is a big series for the Angels. But basically at this point, every series is. Because one really bad series, the Angels were to, let's say, get swept in a series coming up. That would put them so far back in the standings that it would be almost unrealistic to think that they could come back and make a run for it. So Big series for the Angels, four games. These games really matter, especially right now. So then, like I said, they're going to go to San Francisco right across the bay for a game on Monday, a game on Tuesday, and then they've got an off day on Wednesday. So again, it's worth pointing out that the A's 29 and 22, the Giants as of right now are 29 and 19. These are two of the better teams in baseball right now. There is a lot of good baseball being played in California outside of the Angels, unfortunately. So tough road trip. There's no way to sugarcoat that for the Angels. But again, they've just got to find a way to continue to play some good baseball like they have for the last few games and keep this rolling up in the Bay Area. So we're going to take one final break before we get out of here. Let me tell you about Lucy Nicotine. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy Nicotine gum. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on MLB Network listeners, go to Lucy.com and use the promo code Locked on MLB to get 20% off on all products on or all products on your first order, including gum. Again, that's Lucy.com and use the promo code Locked on MLB at checkout. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action at bet online get all of the latest news odds and info for all of your sporting needs so make sure to head to the website or use your mobile device 
to sign up today at betonline.ag and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So let's wrap up here today. It's been yet another chaotic week of Angels baseball. I would expect nothing less from this organization. For better, for worse, and oftentimes definitely worse, the Angels provide something to talk about. And this week, it we've had a lot. We've had some good stuff with Shohei Otani. They've won three games in a row. And on the flip side, we had the Mickey Calloway situation play out. The Angels bullpen almost completely imploded on Wednesday. So as usual, we have a lot of different things to talk about. So like I said before, the Angels are at 22 and 27 right now. They're five games under 500 and about to start a road trip. That is really difficult. Six games against the Oakland A's and San Francisco Giants is not easy. And it's going to be a tall task for them. And very curious to see what happens. So uh, I believe that's all I've got for this episode. As always, thank you for joining. Stay safe out there. And we will talk some Angels baseball on Friday. This episode was brought to you by the Locked On Today podcast. Get all of the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Your host, Peter Bukowski, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So make sure to follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from.